broadcasting live from the phx.fm studio in phoenix arizona it's time for valley business radio spotlighting the valley's best businesses and the people who lead them hello and welcome to another edition of the arizona 100 podcast Coming to you from the Valley Business Radio Studio here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm joined again by publisher of the Arizona 100, Abby Fink. How are you this morning? I am fantastic. And yourself? I am great. It's always uh, an interesting time of year. February seems to go by so quickly and it's almost March. And how did that even happen? How did that even happen? And you know what's happening this February? Uh, tell me. Something that only happens... Did I forget Valentine's Day? No, yeah. well, we reminded you of that last time. <laughs> yes, we did. But it only happens every four years. Do you know what it is? Leap year. Ding, 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 ding. So we get an extra day this year, February 29th. I don't know about you, have, but I am planning to be so productive that day. It's a Saturday. You it gotta is make it awesome. count. So you know why? Do you know why? I, I think that I do. It has something to do with the fact that the earth does not rotate or revolve, I guess is the proper one. Rotate is the day, revolve is the year um, at, at an exact rate of dividing it up into 24 hours, 365 days a year. So the actual year is like 364 and a fourth. Or 365 and a fourth. That, right? So we have to add the extra day to catch ourselves back up. I wonder what would happen if we didn't. Over time, do you think after we'd gone another 100 or 200 years, everything would just be wobbly? I th- yeah, actually, well, what would probably happen is all those calendar makers would have to like readjust because it wouldn't fall correctly anymore. Is this another thing that we do just because of Hallmark? It might be. All right. It's a I printer. See. It's a printer <laughs> thing. Going but, back you know, to Gutenberg. Right, right. So it all goes back to that. I think it's kind of cool to think about what you might do. It's with your extra day, you know, and it, again, it's a Saturday. So you can, it's, not, it's a non-working day for most people. You can sleep in, you could go shopping. You could spend time with your family. You could, I don't know, it's I've like never endless 24 hours of what you didn't have last year. I have a new theory, which I just developed right here on the spot as you were speaking. And that is that what you do with your leap year day defines who you are as a person. Like it says something about your character. Like, you know, some people will say like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I don't actually think that that's true, but I do believe that how you choose to spend leap year, your bonus day, is fundamentally a, a, a defi- something about your character. Wow. I don't know. That's a lot of responsibility a now. A lot of pressure. I was just thinking I could sleep a couple extra hours. But um, I'll wish a happy birthday because there's some people that probably are born on February 29th that you know are now celebrating a birthday for the first time in so it's four years ago. And uh, they're always going to be young at heart, correct? <laughs> right. They're going to be a quarter of the age of everyone right, else. That's right. So anyway. Do you think they live longer? Well, I guess it all depends. Depends on how they decide to live that <laughs> day. <laughs> I mean, that's right. a lot of pressure for one 24-hour period. But whatever you choose to do, have a great February 29th, everybody out there, and, and enjoy your extra 24 hours. It'll be another four years before you get another one. Right. And I'll meet you back here and we'll see what we did. Fabulous. <laughs> I love this. What else do we have? So we just spent a long time talking about a very short story in the Arizona 100. Just, what? Just one of the many exciting things that what you can learn about. What else is coming up? So, so let's think about what you could do on your, on your extra day. Um, I mentioned shopping. So Versace is opening up at Scottsdale Fashion Square um, in the luxury wing of the, uh, of the mall. 3,000 square feet. Can you imagine how much incredibly fun stuff there's going to be in 3,000 square feet? All Versace. That's oh. a lot of Versace. Whew. 
Yep. So that's going to open up um, by the end of the year. So uh, start saving because they are a, a tad bit on the expensive side, but um, they are a leading fashion designer. So I know there are lots of folks here in Arizona that'll be excited about uh, the opportunity to, to stay here, shop local, and uh, experience some Versace. There's some other exciting um, fashion brands in that um, luxury wing as well. Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Cartier, Prada, Jimmy Jimmy Choo, and Burberry. So lots of great, exciting things going on at the uh, Scottsdale Fashion Square. How do you feel about candy? We just talked about Valentine's Day. So how do you feel about candy? So I'm not huge on candy. I don't don't have uh, a sweet tooth. Plus, I have a dairy allergy. So anything chocolate, I I tend to to avoid. But I'm... well, you that's know. okay because then this leaves more for me. Right. Um, so that's Ferrero. The reason, that's why I do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're yeah. so kind. <laughs> so Ferrero, who um, is a distrib- distributes candy, amazingly so, um, is opening up a distribution center in Goodyear, and they are going to um, distribute from there some of the brands that we all know and love: Butterfinger, Baby Ruth, Crunch all over North America. Uh, They're also hoping to add some additional brands that some of you might recognize, Ferrara Rocher, Nutella, not Nutella. Hmm. Yeah. I have to tell you, like one's experience of chocolate is defined by whether one grew up in the United States or in Europe. Or, and whether the, where they were getting their chocolate, they were from somewhere else, came from the United States or came from Europe. I mean, certainly the the leading brands that have the biggest awareness there are the things like Ferrero Rocher and, and Nutella. Yeah. Yeah, I could sit down with a jar of Nutella and be pretty much happy real, for the rest of the day. Do some real damage. Yep. Leap year. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do. Excellent idea. So they're going to add new jobs out there in Goodyear as a result of this distribution center. And so um, that'll be kind of exciting. And, you know, again, on our uh, West Valley is is continuing to see some growth. So it's exciting to um, to see that. And, you know, candy getting a little closer to home is not a bad thing. It seems like every every episode of the Arizona 100, we're learning about something new happening in the West Valley. It is definitely a fast-growing part of our economy, definitely driving a lot of job growth. I mean, other areas are as well, but there's something quite dynamic happening out there. Yes, yes. And and good for, good for all of us when that happens. So, you know... Um, Arizona is very well known as a vacation spot, and we have some of the best five-star resorts in town or across the state, really. And um, now some of our spas, independent of their their home resort, are being recognized um, with awards as well. Three Arizona spas have recently earned the Forbes five-star award. The Phoenician Spa in the Scottsdale area, the Ritz-Carlton Spa in Tucson, and the Aji Spa at the Sheraton Grand at Wild Horse Pass on the Gila River Indian Reservation all have received a five-star award from Forbes. Interestingly enough, only 85 were given out last year, and we have three of them right here. Worldwide. Three out of 85. Pretty amazing, huh? We have some other spas that earned four-star awards, which, you know, isn't too shabby either. Um, the Apothecary Spa in uh, Sedona, Sanctuary Spa here in Paradise Valley, the Spa at the Four Seasons at Troon, and at the Scottsdale Princess, the Well and Being Spa. So if you're looking, again, could be a great leap day, leap year day activity to treat yourself to a, a spa day, we have plenty of good opportunities and experiences for you. What a marvelous thing. Marvelous, marvelous, marvelous. So um, 
You know, sometimes in the workplace where, um, you know, I, I think the workplace has changed over the years and, and workplace culture has been um, evolving. And as we get more and more um, relaxed, maybe in some of our workplace culture, you know, there's more and more understanding about what is proper etiquette and what is maybe offensive to your coworkers. Um, so there's a study recently that looked at some of these different things in the office and what um, is uh, kind of being a, a, a little bit on the iffy side, whether or not um, it is considered an offense. This one was a little bit surprising to me, bringing pets to the office. I, I thought that was a bit surprising, um, but some people are a bit um, offended by that. And it might more be because of allergies or some other things. But so they're basically suggesting before you do things like bring your dog to work or um, listen to music in your office or some of these other things where others in your office might be impacted, it's always a good idea to ask the question first, make sure that there's no reason not to do it, not just assume that because your little puppy wants to come into the office that it's the most appropriate thing for the office environment that you're in. You know, it's fascinating how these uh, norms uh, have evolved over time. And, and it used to be that things like visible tattoos or casual dress or non-traditional hair colors or piercings, these were the things that you were sort of frowned on for doing. And and uh, But what's, what's interesting is the way in which some of the things you mentioned really do have an effect on others. And we may not appreciate the extent to which we're having that impact, that negative impact. Um, just assuming people are like us or that like the things that we like, whether it's our politics or, you know, our sports team or any of the things that we might very vocally outwardly perform. Um, it, it bears keeping in mind. And, and the issue here, I think, is less about not offending people and more about just being a good human, like uh, walking softly on this earth. Right, right. And, and you know, you're, you're, we talked about this um, last week about showing emotions in the workplace. And I think, we're, you know, we're spending so much time with the, with the folks that we work with that in, and common courtesy and, and just kind of checking in with your team is probably a good idea, regardless of the topic. And, um, and you want to create a, a synergistic workplace. And so that's probably a smart thing to do. Absolutely. And, um, and, you know, something for to consider as you are looking for work opportunities as well is that, you know, do, does the, the office culture fit, you know, the types of things that you want in your, your daily life? Speaking of work opportunities, there's a lot of new projects, ground being broken, uh, new things coming. What are some of those uh, new, new things on the radar? Sure. So let's um, head into um, southern Arizona, into Tucson, uh, the modular mining um, organization. They're a, a world leader in real-time computer-based mine management solutions. And they've opened up a customer experience center in Tucson, um, which is expanding their corporate headquarters. They're celebrating their 40th anniversary. And this growth area in the in Southern Arizona is, is good for the company, good for modular mining, and certainly good for um, the economic climate there in, in Tucson. So this is the third major renovation project for that um, facility there in the past six years. So they're doing quite well and making that investment or reinvestment in their business there in Tucson, which is great to hear. That's almost as much renovation as the 101 loop. <laughs> Clearly, clearly. Um, the Pascoyaki tribe uh, recently broke ground on three different um, residential programs. Um, one will be an assisted living program for their um, senior tribal members. 
Um, this will be to focus on individuals that require 24-7 nursing care. And then they've also um, broke ground on what they call their PATH home. And this is a residential um, alcohol and drug treatment program right there on the reservation at the Pascoyaki tribe. Um, they will serve their tribal members with these really important um, social services programs. And we've talked about that quite a bit about the importance of um, recognizing um, the importance of mental health and 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 dealing with um, challenges like drug and alcohol and, and providing prevention opportunities and treatment programs. So they broke ground on that um, about a week or so ago and are expecting it to open by the end of this calendar year. Yeah, the trend everywhere really is, at least the progressive trend, is moving towards um, integrated care, whether it's physical health, mental health, a variety of addictions, all of those speak to underlying uh, issues and challenges that when we look at them together, we can probably find a more lasting solution. Correct. And and we wish them well there. That's a great, uh, great opportunity to give back to their to their tribal members that are in need of these services. So um, had any visits to Sky Harbor Airport lately? I have. Yeah, it was more of a pickup, drop-off type situation. Uh, not enough time to do what I like to do with the boys usually, which is park way out at the far end and then ride the Sky Train back and forth. They love that. That's fun. At five and seven, it's probably the coolest, you know, free awesome. uh, roller coaster. Yeah, and you're like cool dad for letting <laughs> them do that. I am definitely Super that cool, cool dad. dad. Some days. Well, one of the things that, you know, I, I learned at an economic development program when I went to that when a uh, city's airport is continuing to grow and is under construction and redevelopment means you're, the, it, what follows is the city's growth and expansion. And so we have um, at Sky Harbor International Airport just completed um, the final phase of the $590 million modernization project at Terminal 3, which is now the John S. McCain III Terminal 3, named after our our senator. Um, As a result, Terminal 2 will now close, and all of the flights that were accommodated in Terminal 2 will be um, now in Terminal 3. So now we have a 3 and a 4. We do not have a 1 and a 2 any longer, just... So be aware. Uh, But they're adding, um, of course, the new gates, which means new shops, restaurants, other amenities, and um, really exciting growth. You know, the airport is really, uh, at least I was just there not too long ago, you could could spend some significant time not necessarily needing to travel, right? There's restaurants and shops and all sorts of things. It's really become a a center um, and a great um, welcome to all of our visitors when they step off the plane to see this amazing and beautiful two new terminals now, Terminal 3 and Terminal 4 with their recent remodel as well. And a lot of partnerships there between uh, the airport authority, the, 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 the cities, and local merchants. There are, there are stores where you can get things that are uniquely Arizona, not just the kitschy touristy stuff, right. but actual products, local raw honey, things of that nature that, that um, is really neat. It's, it really is. You're, you're stepping off the plane out of the jetway and into a really robust representation of what the state is about. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so that's, and it's very nice that, that we are honoring our late Senator with, uh, and renaming the airport after, or that terminal after him. So you know how much we love our studies and, and, um, when we can find the studies where, um, 
our state or, or cities within our state are recognized. We always like to to highlight that. So, especially uh, when we're coming in at the top when of we, the ranking. Yes, yes. Those other ones. We don't talk about those other lists. We do, but not on this not program. On the, correct. Correct. <laughs> we, we do not talk about that. So, the best city capitals to live in for 2020. So, Austin ranks at the top. And I, that's, you know, keep Austin weird. It's kind of a cool, funky little city. Sure is. But our very own city of Phoenix ranked 18. It's pretty impressive. So lots of, exce- you know, I've, I've been to some of these cities, Raleigh, North Carolina, Denver. I was just there last week. Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, actually been there. Madison, Wisconsin, Columbus, Ohio, Atlanta, Salt Lake City, Concord, New Hampshire, Oklahoma City. And then there's Phoenix at number 18. So if you're looking for, um, you know, looking to visit, visit some other uh, state capitals, you've got your list there of uh, the top places to visit, top places to live for 2020. Now, I have to say that if they did put traffic uh, into the metrics, then Austin might not have been at the top. I lived there for two years in the 90s and the traffic was bad then. It has not gotten. No, no. But, but it's still a delightful place with so much going on. economic um, opportunities, the, quality the mix of education. Of the, exactly. The mix of government, state government, and um, big public universities, and a very vibrant and dynamic uh, technology and entrepreneurship sector um, certainly makes Austin and Phoenix places to yes, watch. Yes, yes. And, you know, I think, what, you know, the, the, the quality of life discussion is such an interesting one because I think we all put our own... Uh, criteria around what represents quality of life and, and you know, you, you trade certain things for certain things. So good health care, good education, good job prospects. Well, that's going to bring extra people to your city and that will a- increase traffic. But, you know, the city planners then focus on mass transit and some other things. So I think you can, you can find an easy balance there. And uh, finally, another uh, brand that has um, looking to relocate to the Phoenix area, um, a popular Nashville restaurant called The Stillery, opening up its first location outside of Tennessee at a new mixed-use project called New Square. Uh, they're expecting to open at the end of the year out in Chandler. So we were talking about the West Valley and all the growth that's happening there. East Valley certainly is um, in line with what's happening. So both ends of our community are seeing growth. Um, this restaurant is um, going to be a music venue and also will um, having what they are calling elevated comfort food. So Nashville hot chicken, uh, burgers, wood fire pizza, Southern style drinks, um, all part of this new development, um, which is happening again at New Square, which is a four-story, 110-room Hilton Garden Inn is going in there as well. And that's the first hotel to be built in downtown Chandler since the San Marcos opened up a little over 100 years ago. So yeah, a lot of really interesting development ideas coming together here. The mixed-use concept, the hotel, making this more of a destination, having the music venue, the restaurant, the bar, and then everything else that's going on in the immediate area in downtown Chandler. It's fascinating. Park your car, you take advantage of all these different things, walking around, and really, really exciting. So 
Uh, lots going on. Another really fun issue to work on for us at the Arizona 100, um, which you can subscribe to. It's a free publication. Uh, comes to your inbox um, every other, or twice a month on Thursdays. And all of our stories are archived online at thearizona100.com. If you've got any exciting news you want to share with us about your business, nonprofit organizations that you're working in, some um, thought leadership within your organization, we definitely want to hear from from you. So send us an email at editor at the Arizona100.com and we will consider it for an upcoming issue. Have a great leap year. Remember what you do on February 29 defines who you are. Awesome. That's our right. show today. Well, I'll check back with you. We'll see what we did. Thank you, Abby, for coming in. For all of us here at phx.fm, this is Dr. Adrian McIntyre. We'll see you next time on Valley Business Radio. 